0: I am so fluffing excited to get this episode out into the world. It was one of those conversations that had me just going like, oh, it landed on so many levels. And if you have ever um, had repeated patterns, experienced, you know, um, repeated lessons showing up, wounds, as in like emotional wounding you are gonna get a whole lot out of this and I hope that it brings you to a new level of understanding about yourself. The beautiful and amazingly talented woman that I'm talking to today is Laura Corkin from At Her Successful Mind on Instagram is where you can find her mostly. She is a holistic psychologist. She is also experienced in addiction and trauma. And honestly, she brings the goods on every single level. You are going to love her. But I have some great news as well before we dive into our chat with Laura. This episode of Simply Complicated is brought to you by Mace Sound. Now, Mace are the earpods that you may have seen me talking about um, on social media. They also have the wireless headphones, but I am a huge fan First up of the wireless ear pods, they are super sleek, light. They don't come out of my ears when I get a bit of a trot up. They connect super easy to my phone. And because I love to like scoot around the house or I'm always out walking, if you follow my stories on Instagram, you'd be, know I'd be walking a lot the benefits of not having that cord flailing around has been great for me. And May Sound um, are one of my favorite brands, like of my earphones, and they have been so kind to give us a code called Katie10. Um, That will give you 10% off because you guys are rad and you are here because you're listening to a podcast and I love to walk. To go for my walks and listen to my favorite podcast. And I also like jam to my music when I'm cooking, you know, dinner and the kids don't want to necessarily be hearing my tunes, which, first of all, rude. Um, but yeah, mace are the way to go, and I hope that you guys benefit from that code and enjoy it as well. So thank you, Mace, for sponsoring this podcast and letting me share your magic with the world. I love your product. So now oh, introducing Laura from her successful mind. You're gonna wanna be like, you're gonna wanna share this one. I know it. Laura from Her Successful Mind, how are you?
1: I am wonderful. How are you? I am
0: so great. It's always so funny when <laughs> we've been having a chat on here, but then I press record and it's like, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> such a dick. Anyway, you are many, many, many things, but the role that is driving this chat on the potty today is your work as a holistic psychologist. What has led you into that role? So give us
1: like the, the Laura path okay oh wow it's been a very big um path beautiful path I think originally I've always wanted to be about be a psychologist but um the path is just forked off in many different ways and when I was studying psychology I actually did my third three and four in fitness um and became a personal trainer And, and I recognized even during that path that it wasn't just about um, talk therapy, which, you know, many psychologists do. Um, it was also about including the body into that. And I could see when I was working with this woman, we were talking and we were kind of unpacking stuff, even when I wasn't trained as a psychologist. Um, and then they were getting to move the body afterwards, after we'd had that conversation and just to see the difference in that energy. Um, so I actually learned that a long time ago, but I think, what's moved me through to kind of becoming more holistic as I've got on is kind of working in the government space and seeing all of these gaps, basically, and trying to fill those with listening to the person and what it is that they need. Um, and just finding that it's not just about the brain, it's about um, the environment, it's about the nutrition, it's about their bodies. Um, and basically, that's what's then kind of made me dive deep into the research specifically around um how our whole whole body as a whole entity um can get us through the healing process that's massive it is big yeah and, and it you know completely overwhelmed me too but yeah. take the steps.
0: <laughs> but it's so and i have known laura since our pt day so that's how we were first yeah. connected but i have totally loved watching your ev- like the evolution of This side of you that I saw obviously when in the forums and that sort of thing where you were mentoring these amazing women to now Mm. seeing on such a huge scope that you are doing with Instagram, by the way, follow at Her Successful Mind if you are not already. (laughs) Um, It's huge. And I know for myself and the way that I work that our emotions are just energy in motion and they get Mm. stuck and Mm. if we don't actually um help them in the way that or get out of the way and give them space to move then yeah that can manifest in so many different ways now you do a lot of work around trauma and addiction yeah
1: yeah 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 i do yeah
0: how did how Mm. did
1: that specifically come about Oh, well, I just actually fell into the addiction world. So I was working predominantly in mental health in the emergency departments, which I love as well, um, because you get to be that first port of call for someone who's highly vulnerable. Um, and I think it's really important that they met with someone with huge empathy and compassion and is wanting to support them in their first steps on their journey. So I love that field. Um, and then I just kind of fell into the addiction arena um but what I found while I was there is that again you know there were people there that were had been there for two years if not more and um they were just kind of living this constant cycle and it just didn't make sense to me and I was just like what is it that um you know there must be something more that we can do um there must be something more that we can do to help them to continue to live this life in complete fulfillment whatever that might look for like for them without them constantly keep attaching to this service. Um, And that's basically where I'm sitting now is that I can see when I'm working with clients in this specific space that it's all related back to trauma so from that, I then, and, and going through my own experience too, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I then just kind of started digging deeper and deeper into the trauma space and following amazing people like Bessel van der Kolk and Pat Ogden and Peter Levine and some of the really big names in the trauma base and they're all about somatic experience and it living in the body. And I think that's what I find in the spaces that I've been working in is that we're just doing a lot of talk therapy, which don't get me wrong, is super, super important. But there's no then connection to the body. And we're expecting these people to then go away and go, okay, go move your body, go do some yoga, go do some mindfulness, you know, when they've never lived that way. Like they've Mm -hmm. never actually done that. And we know ourselves, you know, getting up at the crack of dawn to do exercise is difficult. Um, You know, so it's then, you know, getting them when they're already kind of in a, a bit of a dark space into the life to understand that. So that's what I've now been incorporating to my therapy um in this government space as well, as well as obviously in the private world, um, getting them to connect the mind and body in the actual session, which has been really, really good. Wow. Um, and super effective, yeah. I've noticed some huge shifts, especially with people who are substance dependent, um, you know, and, and I'm not really a big fan of labeling uh-huh. either, um, you know, so I, I work with a lot of people that are predominantly dependent on alcohol and been abstinent for a large amount of time now and just really seeing the difference as a person they are and believing that they don't have to label themselves as, as an alcoholic for the rest of their life because they're really doing the deeper work yeah Um. I just feel it's just so so powerful just seeing them stand in their own light and not feeling like they're always going to kind of be put in this box for the rest of their life because I think that just constantly promotes shame yeah um, and, and a lack of hope and that's not what I want for the people that I I support and because that's not helpful at all no no it isn't well you know research shows that the shame cycle just keeps you in that pit yeah um so I'm all about empowering and finding what their strengths are because you know these people are super resilient they've had massive paths and massive traumatic events and some of them not so huge and I, you know we can unpack that a bit when it comes to trauma I think a lot of people think that these huge events that have happened in people's lives but you know I'm working with clients that when they were younger were accidentally locked out of the house by the mom and they had this big fear of social anxiety now um, being around, you know, uh, oh, sorry, that was that was the abandonment one, this fear of abandonment. But it was an accident yeah. But because they didn't have that logical brain at that time. The bodies have held on to this response of fight, flight. So every time they feel abandoned, the body just kicks in, even though they logically don't feel it. You know, so it's yeah. it's trauma can be, you know, it's just a huge spectrum. And I think when trauma is often spoken about, it's, you know, huge traumatic events or war or, you know, sexual abuse, which are horrific. But there's also different levels of trauma. Um, and I do believe that every one of us has an element of it in us.
0: Well, that's exactly what I wanted to just, that takes us into our next question. So obviously we are aware that trauma can relate to the huge events like the car accidents and the acts of violence, yeah. but the way mm. that I see it and know trauma is that it's any event that you didn't see coming or weren't prepared for. So how yeah. do you define it? Is that Do you have a clear definition for it that you would
1: like be able to explain it to someone or... Um, I wouldn't say I have a definition, um, but it's when we're talking about it, when I'm working with someone and we're talking um, about particular events that have happened and, you know, a lot of it is childhood-based um, you know, where they've you are survival creatures, especially when we're younger in those critical periods of naught to seven. Yeah. And if we don't get our needs met in the way that we're, I guess, supposed to, you know, the basic levels of love and security and attachment. Um, you know, if we don't have the textbook way of being brought up and getting our needs met in this way, then there's an element of trauma. Um, whether that's abandonment, whether that's um, you know, neglect. Whether that's on, you know, feeling unloved or that sense of lack of belongingness, that are all elements of trauma in my eyes. I don't think, you know, especially because it's carrying on into the adult world and you're still suffering from something that will happen in childhood. Um, I do, you know, I I do believe that your body carries that trauma throughout the span.
0: For Um, sure. And that's what's
1: keeping them stuck. Well,
0: see, I and everyone, I'm sure all the parents in here are going like, holy fuck, my kids going to be traumatized. (laughs) Look, I 100% know my children are going to end up in therapy at some point, so there's going to be a list. But, I mean, I was raised by two (laughs) of the most amazing people in the whole entire world. They've still been married 52 Mm. years and whatever, and I was always very loved. However, I still Mm. have... And I can't place it on anything, but I definitely have a fear of abandonment. I definitely have had a pattern of chasing hard to get love. You know, Mm. all these things. So please Mm. don't go and start going (laughs) like, holy shit, I've broken my baby. Because we're all like pushing shit uphill and we'll all have our Mm. own stuff no Mm. matter Mm. what your upbringing. And we're all doing the best we can. But how like do our bodies and experience like, because those, the trauma is locked within us. I know when I am triggered by certain things that are obviously this, especially around love and relationships that, um, yep. and I'm doing a lot of work around it now, but it's a physical response will come and like a panic. Like I need mm. to fix, hold, mm. micromanage control,
1: mm. you mm. know, like there's
0: an action thing that that's, triggered and now I'm learning to observe rather than react but yeah. how do our bodies experience and deal with trauma specifically because that sort of shock can reverberate in our systems like I've
1: just mentioned for years right like yeah yeah absolutely yeah um and it is important Katie like you said you know we all do the best with what we can it's not about you know name and blame people for our um upbringings you know we have to take radical responsibility of where we're at because that that, that gives us power Mm-hmm. um you know and I agree you know we wouldn't be who we are without the people in our lives anyway. regardless of how that path has unfolded but it could be so, something so minute like um one of the clients that I work with for example um you know because I obviously speak to the the family too sometimes if 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 these pe- particular people are really stuck it's good to get some background information from family members too mm-hmm. to help to kind of widen the picture so Basically, what had happened from when they were younger is this um, particular person had been crying and wanting the attention from the parents. Obviously, parents being really super busy and back in the days trying to run multiple jobs and having 12 kids and whatever they were doing. Um, what this um, this particular person learned was, okay, well, when I cry, I don't get the response that I need from my parents. Mm-hmm. So what, what my body does is it, re- it retracts from that and holds it in. Because what happens is I actually get more attention from my parents when I'm not crying. But what happens then is then that gets carried because it's stored in the body. Because our brains logically aren't kind of developed until we're about 25. Oh, so, shit. You know, but, yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know. It makes so much sense when we think about it that way. Oh. Um, so logically we really can't kind of compute Um, between like emotions and behaviors we just can't kind of connect the two until like I said around the 25 age um and what that does is our body remembers that but what it's doing is it's kind of the body is remembered for the time now in relationships I'm not going to get my needs met if I actually show um you know vulnerability if I show emotion if I show any form of that You know, my needs aren't going to get met, so I need to kind of be cold and aloof and um, kind of, you know, act like this strong type of person on the outside to get my needs met by these people. And that's basically how they form their relationships moving forward. So it could be a memory that you have no idea about But because our minds aren't logically wired at that time, we kind of create these stories, and our body just holds on to it, and that's basically what's then carried through our lifetime.
0: Well, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like oh, bugger. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But see, like we're all hard as well. It's really hard. It's really hard. Um, Mm. But okay. So let's talk about our wounds then. Sure. So is the wood like, like, yeah. Okay. So I'm sure many women listening would be familiar with the term wound when it comes to like emotional growth because we throw it around mm. a lot and it's, you know, mm. an all encompassing umbrella term. But mm. I'm sure a lot of us don't actually know what that is. So what sort of things can be wounds? You've mentioned the, you know, like being accidentally locked out of the house is like on the more simple side that would lead to a wound of like a fear of abandonment or, um, you know, something down that line. But what sort of things can yeah. be our wounds? And then how do they manifest in our life? Like we'd, we would obviously then be making decisions and responding or reacting from our
1: wounds—that's
0: mm. mm. a big question. Well, that, that
1: kind of, yeah, that kind of coincides with you know that quote that I put on. Like you were saying, we choose from our um, what we, we we choose from our path and chase from our pain, um, yep. and that's the wound stuff. So basically, what happens is even though um, we know, like, say, so I'll use a relationship because there's so many situations we can use but we i'll use a relationship so for example you were saying um you know you can get yourself in a relationship you know i've done it too and it's with these people that make us feel unloved basically
0: yes um
1: so we you know and we're constantly knowing that inside of ourselves that it doesn't feel okay but we're doing whatever we can to get this love from this person Um, And that's kind of one of the wounds is this feeling of lack of love. Now, I know where mine came from um, and I know um, basically, you know, why I've gone into those kind of relationships that don't tell me that they love me or when I've asked why they don't tell me that they love me, it's kind of like the response of why do I always have to tell you, which is true now that I'm out of that. It's like, well, they don't have to tell me every day because I should just feel it and if I'm not feeling it, I should leave. Yeah, um, but back in the day in the pit of it I just felt so desperate I just thought well I just need this person to love me and if I, I get them to love me it means that I'm lovable Um, you know and when we actually, actually unpack that and go on our own personal and professional development um, more so personal obviously if you're in if you're not in the psychological world of therapy but um, when you start actually unpacking that and learning about your background or learning about why you keep attaching to these particular relationships you're able to kind of have compassion for yourself in those areas and you you also start to notice the red flags in relationships or people that you meet and even though you may be completely like chemically and sexually drawn to that person it's kind of a red flag because the the tapping into that wound of yours that means that you know you're not lovable I don't know, I, I can't explain and it's it's kind of that energetic chemistry that we yep. have with a person um, and what happens because of our blueprint which we'll call it from our childhood is that we have this notion that we're unlovable so we tend to kind of attract these people that kind of um, validate that for us and what we need to do is be super aware of when we come across these people that we have this huge sexual attraction to that it's a red flag and we need to kind of walk away. What we need to be looking for is people that we're compatible with. The sexual and chemist attraction will come, but if you're compatible with them first, um, then you can work on that as a foundation. And that's the hard part because if you have Mm.
0: experienced a, you know, a... a love where the blueprint for it is based on a wound and it's like a wound mate rather than a soul mate and that is what your body has recognised as, you Mm. know, it might be the high anxiety and the peaks and the Mm. troughs and you're confusing mm. them with butterflies. And then when your body finds that yep. again in another person, your like, mm. brain's like, oh, this is love. When in actual fact, mm. no, it's just a re-ignition of a trauma response from mm. a toxic relationship or, or, or a relationship that is inevitably the same sort of wound. But we think that it's, you know, that uh, that same – or it's like a, a different example, but really it's just same train, different face.
1: Yeah. you know what I mean. Well, that's that – yeah and that's that physiological stuff that we're talking about so it's the trauma so it sits in the body Mm -hmm. so the trauma of you know whether you're unlovable as a child or you know you've made the story you probably were lovable but we've made a story that we weren't for some particular event um and then we've manifested that into our adulthood then but it's sticking in our body so it's that chemistry of chaos is like oh this feels normal for me because that's what my life was like when I was a child and that's what my body remembers so chaotic relationships toxic um you know kind of like that codependent relationship where you Mm -hmm. forget about all your own needs and just kind of dig deep into the other person and make sure that they're completely fulfilled as a person uh, and you can't live without them all of them kind of um sayings yeah. is really a relationship that you need to stay clear of. But your body will want to naturally draw you to it because it's a familiar place, because Ooh. it's what it's been used to. Okay, yeah, so how – be super aware.
0: Okay, so asking for a friend,
1: how do we change that? <laughs> um, it's basically having that awareness. It's kind of going away and unpacking it. So you've got to be super aware of your body, and, and this is what's important, especially with trauma work, is that we become – responsive rather than reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that comes with awareness. So we feel the feelings and we're super aware we're feeling them. But then we need to go away and start to unpack it. Okay, why am I feeling this way? You know, you get your paper right and you pen out and you're really not out. Why am I attracted to this person? What qualities do they have that I like? That's the capacity, like, compatible part. Mm-hmm. Um why do I feel so sexually attracted to them? What qualities do they have from what I've been used to in my past? And that's kind of like we start checking stuff off. Um, What is it about this person that I really, really like? Is it something that I can see moving forward into my future? Is it just kind of a one-night thing? Yeah. Um, It's be, It's being super specific and super aware of, you know, what your boundaries are because you know then walking in whether you, you're really aware that this isn't the forever person for you and that it's probably going to be a one-night fling and, yep, you're going to have that Super attraction to them, and just wish the, the they'd whisk you away on the um, on their white horse. But it's <laughs> probably not going to happen, and you know that. So you stepping into that, you're super aware that you may get hurt. Um, but you know that's what it comes down to is being aware of the red flags, the super high intense energy and chemistry. Yeah, um, and knowing that if you step into it, it's probably not for you. But you're willing to take the risk, and knowing that you could get stung along the way, and that's fine or you go, I'm going to step away from that yeah, um, and choose again. And that's the mm. thing, isn't
0: it? Like, oh, God, it's been a long time since I felt that um, crazy yeah. uh, magnetic connection. So that's – I don't know whether that's good or bad. I am lucky. But also healthy. Yeah. Um, but I'm very <laughs> familiar with this. I'm very familiar that there's been a pattern in my life. Like, yeah. you know, when I look back mm. and I've been doing a lot of reflecting, like back in the day, um, you know, it's – and with this realization, okay, so we realize that, you know, um, say a per- certain person will be um, ignite a trauma response within us or a trauma bond, Yeah. then I think one of the hardest things that I've found, and I know this goes with anything, we've got to stop expecting it to be an easy thing to walk away.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's really hard, easier. isn't it? It's yeah. really
0: challenging to go – oh, I know that it's like, it's like that amazing, um, you know, if you're like, for me, like, um, this is such a weird analogy, but like almond butter at the moment. (laughs) I know that I am should not be eating almond butter. Does that make me stop wanting it? Now that I know, no, I still really want it. I still have a jar of it in the cupboard. Every time I go past it, I'm like, oh, it tastes so good. I know I love it. Yeah. But I also know that it's really bad for me internally and will create an inflammatory mm. response. Does mm. that make not wanting it any easier? No, but I've chosen to choose my health and wellness over it. So the same yeah. thing is in a really messed up sort of weird way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love your analogies. They are <laughs> the best. That's
0: the only thing. I, isn't this sad? This is where my love life is at almond butter
1: (laughs) yeah I love it but it's the same
0: thing isn't it just because Mm. it's not it's not meant to be easy these life changes these realizations these growth opportunities Mm. this healing of the trauma it doesn't make the the decision any easier it's informed
1: yeah yeah absolutely and the thing is as well you've got to remember you know these are unmet needs from childhood that we're trying to meet in adulthood But we just don't get that. We need to go back. If we want to get our needs met and we really want to kind of heal, we need to go back to the place and start healing healing our own inner child because we have this inner child that sits in us as a house inside of our brain. It's got the memories. It's got the unmet needs. It's got the uncomfortable emotions. And, you know, I talk a lot about the ego as well in my work. And then we've got the ego as the protector that reminds us kind of like where we need to stay in that familiar place which could be toxic relationships, could be, you know, that unlovable partner because that's familiar to us and stepping outside of that is super scary because it's the unknown. But as soon as we start doing the inner child work and kind of going back and meeting our own needs as we are today, going back to little Katie, for example, Mm -hmm. um, if you remember times where you felt unloved or a bit scared or frightened or, you know, relationships that you were in at that time, were certain comments, you go back there and you reframe the story that you created at that time, you look at it from a different lens and you add to your own inner child, like you're not, you know, you're meeting it back at the place that it needs to be met at, not now, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of people are trying to get the needs met now, but it's from a different place. We need to go back. You know, if, you, if you're if really stuck in that place, we need to go back. We need to start soothing that inner child by doing the inner child work, recognising this ego part of or that, that's a protector. And then, st- you know, and as soon as we recognise this ego, we can separate ourselves as, you know, as Katie stands where you are today as opposed to where you stood a couple of years ago, which would be the ego part of you, yeah. and you make a conscious decision because as soon as you had that space, it's now conscious, it's not subconscious. Yeah. Um, and I could talk about this for days, like I'm super passionate about it because, you know, the ego is obviously reflected on this you know dark side of us and i don't believe there's any darkness in us i believe you know we're all love and light and we need to kind of accept every little inch of ourselves but it's about knowing when to control it and when not to that's important well that's
0: that's it isn't it like i used to get around and say like negative feelings and negative thoughts Mm. and it's like "Mm, Mm. no um let's all just grow on from that they're Everything is valid and there's certain experiences Mm. and thoughts and elements of Mm. us that will ignite a a lighter response. There's definitely elements that, like that shadow work where it's like still necessary but it's highlighting something else. So it's like it's not bad. None of it's bad. It's just another invitation to um, perceive your experience a different
1: way. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when we can get to that space, and we start filling kind of our own cup up, where we we meet our own needs, we we start to have more power when these people come into our lives. And to be fair, like, I actually don't think we attract these people into our lives when we start doing the inner work, when we start doing the inner work, and we start meeting our own needs, we start knowing what we need when we're feeling super vulnerable, rather than reaching externally to fulfill it because it's not fulfilling as we all know we we that's why we keep looking externally time and time again because the need can never be filled but if we actually start feeling it ourselves where it really needs to come from um i don't i I actually believe we don't have the energy to match those people then anymore because we're kind of creating our own unconditional love and we know that we're lovable and we have heaps of self-worth and self-respect so then we can't meet somebody on a vibrational match like that anymore we start to kind of you know, create this energy and that vibration that we then meet with people that are on our level.
0: Oh, I love that. And this is something that I was actually having a conversation with a friend this morning, when Mm. another single friend, and we were talking about, you know, um, for her, like calling in what's out there and knowing that what was available to her at that time wasn't right or true or enough for her anymore. However, Mm. she hasn't experienced in her life the the, what she knows is possibly out there. So it's like you're missing someone you've never met. Yeah. But having that belief that not this, like, Mm. and breaking that trauma bond or that, you know, changing that habit, it's really fucking scary to go aim for higher or yeah. aim to the top of the staircase when you don't see what's at the you don't know what's up there, you just yeah. know it's not down here.
1: Yeah. And yeah. that's
0: so brave, scary yeah. and daunting when you mm. you may not have ever experienced um mm. unconditional love or you may mm. not have experienced um like complete confidence in yourself or yeah. whatever it is, because this is not just about um, relationships, even though no. relationships are all over our, or in every element of our life, not just the romantic ones. There's friends, workplace, you know, all of that. But yeah. Yeah. in anything, when you're shooting for, and you're trying to up level your life and your expectance and um, your experience and who you are, and you mm. haven't seen the top stair, like what's on the top shelf, That's a whole lot of trust that's got to go to get there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot of trust in ourselves too. But I guess the thing is, is that, and you know, you're right with friendships and stuff, you know, this stuff, you know, ripple effects into our whole of our life. It's not just one single facet of relationships. You know, it's our relationship with our children. It's our relationship with our friends. It's, you know, I can guarantee that if you've got a toxic relationship with a partner, you've also got quite a few friends that come to you and offload the negativity and the drama of what's going on in their life as well you know you seem to kind of be a magnet for it but as soon as you you know like you said as soon as you start to unpack that as well um that starts to kind of fall away but it does take a massive element of trust and courage and compassion and kindness for yourself knowing that you deserve better um than you've ever had before even if you don't know what that looks like but you feel it you feel it and that's what's the important. You've got to go with your intuition of what you feel is right for you. Oh, and mm. it can
0: all start with a simple not this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you'll feel it. And that's what—that's the somatic stuff that I think is really good. Like it's not just about working with the mind, it's the body. Like how are you feeling with this person right now? If You actually take your mind out of it. You know, do you feel anxious? Do you feel, you do? You feel it, you feel, oh, you know, I just don't feel right, but, you know, they've got, you know, they've got this and they've got that and the social and the this and that's your mind again kicking in. It's familiar. It's something that you might feel safe with. Um, But your body's kind of going, no, like it just doesn't sit with me. And that's what you really need to listen to. Yeah.
0: Okay. So if we're in an, so back to the somatic stuff. If, uh, yeah, yeah. if we're in an experience and we're getting these like our vibes are just not aligning but our head's mm-hmm. trying to talk us out of it, I'm very familiar mm-hmm. with this one, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, like when positive thinking mm-hmm. goes bad. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we get the team back together? And in terms of somatic healing, is this where mm-hmm. you are like – what you'd actually do some sort of movement through that? Or does somatic just refer to um, like just that body connection?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's all of it. I think you need to be doing it while you're in the moment. like. So somatic is basically body, like it's how your body's feeling, what is your body saying basically, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and the the part of you that's saying that your mind is trying to convince you otherwise is this ego part in you because that's trying to keep you in what it knows. Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of triggering you into terms of familiar patterns Um, because like you've just recognised uncertainty is really scary and the ego doesn't want you there because then you have to go into fight or flight mode and it's very uncomfortable. um so you got to keep working with those motions but in terms of somatic experience it's about sitting with how your body feels and you need to kind of have a daily practice as well that includes your body you need to be eating well you need to be moving daily you need to be including daily breath work and i don't mean sitting there for half an hour breathing it could just be 10 deep belly breaths um because then this is triggering the polyvagal nerve which is a completely different podcast but it's you know for anybody out there listening you definitely need to research that um because it literally kind of is the house of your central nervous system and calms everything down so if you're you're actually breathing really well so you, say if you're in the moment and this guy or this particular person's triggering you and you feel completely drawn to them but you know in your head but feel a bit icky in your belly um you need to just start doing some breathing And nobody needs to know you're doing it. You're not going to
0: start hyperventilating on the spot. Just pass the garlic bread and then start doing some deep
1: breaths. Yeah, or drink your champagne, and as you're breathing, you're like through a straw. Yeah, Um, you know. And if you don't feel comfortable doing it in the moment, like you can be speaking to someone and still breathing into your belly. Like nobody really needs to know about it. You know, just take yourself away to the bathroom if you need to. It takes five to 10 breaths to just central your nervous system. Mm-hmm. And then you can start thinking from a more logical place because your mind's just taking you on this kind of, you know, fairytale roller coaster. Um, you can start thinking in a more central place. But, you know, and if you're still unsure, just get the guy's number and make a decision in four days. Leave him hanging for a bit yeah (laughs) you know do your pros and cons list and become aware of what it is like what is the reasoning because as soon as you give yourself space between the chemistry too you'll see like you're in a different space You, you, you know the energy isn't there anymore you're able to think you're able to unpack it you're able to feel into it in your own time so for me it would be don't react respond say thank you I'll take your number I'll give you a call and, um, and then make your decision afterwards rather than in the moment.
0: I wish people were just walking up and handing their numbers to me. Yeah. <laughs> this is not happening. Where are you going and where are these people? I'm not getting
1: any numbers. But, no. Oh, this I'm same... not saying I'm doing it either, but I'm, I'm guessing this would but be thing. But
0: this is what we hear that the cool kids are getting the, the numbers yeah. or the snaps or the sliding into the DMs. Okay. Yeah, but the much. same thing would be with friendships because I know a lot of women that I work with, yeah. there's always a toxic – component well not always yeah. there's you know like like you were saying that it's not there are often like toxic work relationships toxic friendships mm. toxic family dynamics um mm. and the same thing mm. like if you like we don't have to even though there is a blood bond um you know which is a whole probably other podcast again Because we feel obligated and tied and, you know, all of that. But if there are people that are igniting this same um, ickiness where our brain's like, Mm. no, you've got to go there because it's Aunt Carol's whatever. But if Aunt Carol is a mole and she's making Mm. you feel, um, you know, shady and all of these things, then that's something Mm. that you've got to address
1: again. Yeah. So with that, it would be self-care for me. Like you'd have to do some self-care prior to going off to Aunt Carol's house. What a mole. Yeah. Questionable mole. (laughs) And for me, like because I think I've learned as I've progressed through my life is that my time is super important and so is my energy, especially when I'm trying to show up and heal other people or help them to, you know find their own healing journey as well as me continue on mine as well as be a mom and raise my children the best way that I can mm-hmm. um my time and energy is like super important so I'm at the level where I don't care who it is family friends you know whoever I just feel like if I am not sitting in a good place energetically then I will do some self-care prior to going I will spend an hour and then I will be leaving yeah. um and then taking myself to the water or you know, if, if I feel like it's going to zap me or I'm going to be completely depleted by listening to whatever it is, probably the news. A lot of people talk about it around family gatherings. Oh, did you hear about that? what's on the news today? Or what's going on in the world is, you know, all the disasters. And I'm that's just not my jam. Like, I don't even watch the news. No, me either. So, yeah, Stays too so long I with me. See, oh yeah it's just it just and again it's about recognizing what does it feel like for you like if it doesn't feel okay then remove yourself from it don't sit there in the circle of the media chat you know go get a drink from the the tap or take yourself outside and get some fresh air and have a chat to Uncle Bob and you know, yeah. just, just <laughs> deviate. You can still be there, but you don't have to be there, if that makes sense, like you don't have yeah. to be in the pit of it. Because yeah. um, I do think it's important that we do um, stay connected to people if we feel the need to. Like I, I don't believe as well with family that you need to stay connected to them if you don't feel like they are good for you, I guess. Um, but that comes down to a personal choice. I guess, you know, because a lot of people, you know, I do work with clients that have this struggle with, you know, their mom or their dad constantly triggering them and they may live in the, the, their home, um, you know, and they're trying to heal but yet they're constantly being triggered in their environment. Um, so it's about recognising that we can change who we are and we can't change anybody else. Um, and I think that's a, a lot of the struggle with people is that, we're, you know, we, we hope that they will change. Um and we can continue to hope, but it doesn't mean that we can continue to be disappointed when they don't because that's not our that's not our journey, that's theirs. Um, well hope shouldn't hurt, should it? No, absolutely. I'm I'm a big believer in in hope in everything. Um but the way that people learn, I believe, and the way that people change is by you role modelling that behaviour yourself. They'll see the change in you and then they either adapt or they don't and they fall away. That's basically what happens.
0: Okay, so we'll finish up with and going back to that quote that I loved so much is we chase from our pain, we choose from our path. Can you dive into that? I know we've touched around it, but getting back to that trauma side Mm. of things, we chase Mm. from our pain, we choose from our path because our past performance and our past does not need to, even though it wants to, but it does not need to dictate or predict our future choices does it
1: no no absolutely not and that's what we were talking about with the awareness side of it so when we chase from our pain um it feels very forced Mm -hmm. um it'll feel um yucky it'll feel desperate um and that's when you recognize that it's it's a past behavior it's it's a pre-programming basically um in our brains that's triggering off a familiarity that we feel we need um but the more we start to become aware of that and and recognize that it's it's an unmet need that we need to fill ourselves and we can't get that externally that's when we start to choose from our path so as soon as we start filling our own cup up and we start to kind of um you know create this own sense of security and our own self-love and compassion for ourselves and other people um, is that when we start to choose from our path of what is best for us and what lights us up in a good way rather than a toxic way.
0: Oh, so yeah. good. It I, is.
1: And, yeah, and there is a difference. You can feel it. There you is can totally feel it. Yeah.
0: But it's like, again, that path is something we haven't walked before. So you've got to choose yeah. and make choices based on the life that you want to live
1: and yeah, the place absolutely. that you want to be,
0: and you want to go, yeah. rather than yeah. the path that's led you to this point.
1: Yeah, and that kind of draws back to what we were talking about before with the relationships. If you know it's going to lead you down that pain of path, uh, again the path of pain, um, you you're making a choice. You Ooh. know, so if it's not lighting you up, you're choosing to walk that painful path. Um, Where if you step back and you recognize that you deserve better and this is an old pre-programming, you can say no and then choose from, um, yeah, choose from that path of where you want to lead yourself down to.
0: Even if it brings up all the fear stuff. It's still worth investigating. Yeah, of course it will, won't it? It's just like, it's not just one decision. It's often this decision will lead you to this point where you then have to Mm. unpack this next step. It's like some growth to have with your growth, to have with your growth. Like it's not just, you know, like I'll have a side of growth. Um, You know, it's never just one decision, but it's definitely a better decision or it's a choice Mm. and an option that's going to unfold a different way. But we can't get it wrong like i'm someone who loves to hammer home a lesson like six seven 24 times to really make sure um i've learned it but it's all just about choosing the next right thing so what if you've made the same mistake or and i'm using inverted commas there like you've made the same choice that has led you around the roundabout Mm. a bazillion times that's Mm. okay it's what you choose to do the next time And the next invitation, whether Mm. you show up to the party or you RSVP
1: busy and go a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And I do I do believe that everything happens at divine timing too, and it happens when we're ready to learn the lesson. I know looking back on my own journey, you know, I've gone, God, why did I why did it take me ten years to learn that? Yeah. But I know I wouldn't have been equipped mentally or emotionally for it back then.
0: So, you know, for
1: me, I'm standing in this really powerful stance of yeah, it's still painful and it hurts, but I'm ready. Um, yeah. Where before, I didn't I didn't have that feeling. So I do believe, you know, you may live in this cycle of having to learn the lesson over and over and over, um, but as long as you're learning it each time um, and then choosing from that, you know, that path of enlightenment and work, you know, that, that place that lights you up, that's the important part. Um, it's when you feel stuck in, you know, if it's a toxic relationship or whatever it may be that's keeping you, you know, keeping you from moving forward and who you basically became like here to be. Um, You just need to get some help to get you through that and that's completely fine. So,
0: Laura, where can we find you and how can women work with you? Because I guarantee women are going to be going, holy shit, (laughs) after this conversation because this has definitely been one of my favourites that I've ever had because it's just so relevant to you know all of of us I don't know anyone who wouldn't find this conversation like oh
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's me you I often get that with my posts and all my stories I'm always posting my stories um I get so many messages saying I I feel like you just really spoke to me like directly to me I get that and and you know that's what's a powerful part of you know connecting with other people is that you're not alone like we all have the same stuff we all have the same baggage we all have the same experience we all have the same feelings and it's so important that we connect um and understand that you know we're one we're not completely separate from one another another and um we don't have to travel the journey alone um i think that's what's important but you can find me on instagram at her successful mind Um, I'm currently in the process of putting together some programs um, that will be released soon, which I'm super excited about. Um, And there is options to work with me one-on-one, but my time is super limited. So um, for now, it'll be basically just touch base with me and we can have a chat on how I can support you moving forward. But you can find all my details on Instagram, basically.
0: Well, I could have spoken to you all day and we'll, we should, we'll talk about coming back on
1: for another because um, it
0: was definitely some tangents we could have absolutely explored there. Yeah. But thank you so, so, so much for your time and um, I'll definitely link you in the show notes. But that was amazing. Thanks
1: for being here. That's all right, beautiful. Thanks so much for connecting with me on this. I, I just, you know, I, I feel like you, you know, it's so important that other people are aware of it because um, it can be such an isolating topic so thank you for allowing me to share my knowledge and wisdom with all of your all of your platform. I'm, um, I'm really grateful thank you.
0: Any time.